Isn't it good to have the choir back? Turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 will begin reading at verse 5, the second part of verse 5. Joshua chapter 1. How many of you brought your Bibles with you today? Let me see those Bibles, the electronic versions. It's great to see all those Bibles. We appreciate you bringing them out each week. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. I need to tell you that on Wednesday I woke up um, about 4 a.m. and I had this sermon on my mind. And I went out and I wrote three words on a notepad out in the kitchen. And the three words were humility, integrity, and courage. And then I went back and laid in bed. And, of course, your mind is going by now. And and I had to go back out in the kitchen because I know from experience if I don't write it down, I'll forget it. And so I wrote down a few more notes, and the Lord began to really impress on me the direction that this message should go. Well, yesterday I watched a movie called Courageous, and uh, really spoke to me. It speaks to this message, because our message really is about courage today. And so at 4 o'clock this morning I got up and I came to the office and rewrote the message. I, I feel like uh, God has put this on my heart. And it's a message I'm anxious to share with you. It may not be as polished as some of my messages have been, but I feel like it's a message that God has put on my heart. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Think about that. Are you you listening to the scripture today? Are you reading it with me? You see, this is a word of the Lord for Joshua, but it's also a word of the Lord for you and for me. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Think about that. God will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous, the scripture says. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to it to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. God gives us a plan on how to live courageous lives. And he encourages us, each and every one of us. He speaks to us today through his word to be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let us pray. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would meet with us today. That you would speak to us through your word. I believe, Lord, you challenge each and every one of us to live lives of nobility. Just as you challenge Joshua to be strong and courageous, you speak to us today. You encourage us, Lord, to be strong and courageous. 
to not be terrified, to not be discouraged, to realize that you will go with us wherever we go. Bless this message today. Help us to hear from you. Amen. Nobody goes into life desiring mediocrity. Nobody desires a mediocre marriage or just pay the bill kind of a job. With every single beat of your heart, you desire so much more. You feel like you were created for so much more. We search for significance. So we say things like, someday I'm going to get financially fit. Someday I'm going to get physically fit. Someday I want my life to account for something great. However, every opportunity has an expiration date. And the cost of missing out can be greater than the cost of messing up. Leonard Ravenhill wrote this, The opportunity of a lifetime has to be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. The people of Israel were about to enter into the promised land. And today we'll examine why they did not go. I've asked the children to come forward, and, and uh, we're going to, Pastor Trey is going to come and help me, and we're going to ask a question of them. And that question is very simple. What is it that scares you? Come on, Pastor Trey. Children, if you're here, if you would come on up, we want to ask you and have you to be a part of this service. Just come on up here up front. And be thinking about this question as you come forward. What is it that scares you? What are the things in life that scare you? <laughs> Tell Pastor Trey. I'll go first. Something that scares me, maybe some of you know this, but um, I am terrified of heights. Hey guys, you can come right up here on the platform too. I am really scared of heights. How many of you have been to church camp? Raise your hand. Church camp. All right. How tall is the green monster? Is it short? It's tall. You think it's tall over there? Okay. I think it's really, really, really tall. It's 35 feet tall. But to me, it feels 900 million miles tall. Okay. So when I got here, I thought it would be very important that I climb the green monster. I'm afraid of heights, terrified of heights. So I climb the green monster really fast, if I do say so myself. (laughs) But then I got to the top. And when you get to the top, who's made it to the top? Raise your hand. If you're in first grade, you've got to go to church camp this year so you can do the green monster. I, I got all the way up to the top, and I'm on my knees because I've just climbed on top of the platform. And I'm standing on my knees there and the guy says the facilitator guy who's making sure i'm safe says um you need to stand up and i said i cannot stand up (laughs) and he said you have to stand up i said i cannot stand up he said if you don't stand up you have to lean back over this wall and you have to rappel down so i'd have to lean back over with my feet against the wall and go straight down i stood up really fast (laughs) Because I wasn't doing that. The zip line looked a whole lot better option than that. All right, so I'm really afraid of heights. 
Okay, anybody have something that you're afraid of you want to tell us? All right. Horror movies. Horror movies. Okay, we want to stay away from those. <laughs> Socks? Oh, on people's feet. I'm with you. Feet are gross. <laughs> All right, right here. Tornadoes, storms. I don't like those either. Yes? Uh, um, I'm afraid of the dark. The dark. All right, there was an adult in first service afraid of the dark. Okay? Poisonous spiders. Yes, right here. Natural disasters of any kind. All right. Spiders. All right, Deborah. Snakes. All right, anybody out here afraid of something you want to share? No, we won't hold it against you, and we won't, like, try to make, you know, if you're afraid of mice, we won't find one and put it in your office. (laughs) Anybody have something you're afraid of? The first service, somebody said the IRS. Right, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody? Man, these are brave people, Pastor. They might. Well, the other day, uh, kids, stay with me here. The other day, uh, I was out in my yard, and I have this all plum tree, and there's some bushes and shrubs, and it's kind of a kidney shape area that I have uh, plants and shrubbery there, and there's this tall grass that grows up, and every fall I cut it down. I usually cut it down in October, uh, but this year, because of the busyness of my schedule, I wasn't able to do that, and so I cut it down in December, and it was kind of all wilted over and wet and messy and gross, but it was the only day, it's the first day I could get out there, and I used this power tool. It's one of these trimmers, you know, and just cut right through that stuff. Well, it was harder because it was wet. So I'm down on my hands and knees because I want to cut it real short because I'm actually trying to shape some things and do some different things with it. And and I have my hand on the ground, and this mouse runs across my hand. And I'm not really as scared of mice, but it scared me because I wasn't expecting it. I mean, it just came out of the bush and ran right over top of my hand. And then he squirmed, squirmed into the grass. And I stepped on him a little bit. And I could hear him squealing underneath my foot. Just a little, just a little squeaks. And I thought to myself, do I kill the mouse so he doesn't get in my house? Or do I release him to be free? And I thought about if I shared this illustration, then PETA would come to me. And so I just let him go free. Well, you know, we're scared of things, especially things that jump out at us when we're not expecting them, whether it's a snake or a mouse. Uh, Well, the story today is a story about Joshua. Joshua is found in the Old Testament, and uh, we want to talk a little bit about Joshua. I I really like the story of Joshua. He's a good leader. He has this unbelievable faith in God. He was an Israelite. He was born during the time of captivity. You guys know about the captivity in Egypt, how they were slaves in Egypt. It was at that time that Joshua lived and was born. He witnessed Moses there, and he witnessed Moses delivering the people. He was there during the plagues, and as his people were delivered through the plagues, he experienced... Moses leading the people through the Red Sea. He was there and he witnessed the pillar of fire that led them by day and the pillar of cloud that led them by night. Joshua was there when God provided manna for them to eat. Do you guys hear about that story where this manna came from heaven and it provided for them to eat? And he ate the manna. Now, I need three volunteers, three, three guys. I want three boys, you three boys right here. Okay, I need one of you to be Moses. Moses, stand right here. 
Okay, Moses was on a tall hill. This story is found in Exodus chapter 2. I need you come over here, you be Ur, okay? And you could be Aaron on this other side, okay? And, well, there was a battle. It happened because the Amalekites attacked the Israelites. And so Moses, Moses right here, he called on Joshua, the hero of our story today. He called on Joshua to, uh, to gather up some men. To go to battle. And so as long as Moses held up his arms. Hold up your arms real high. They were winning in battle. But the day went long. And Moses' arms got really tired. And they began to fall to his side. And when he fell to his side. (laughs) They began to lose in battle. So Aaron and Ur noticed this. And so they encouraged him to sit down on the rock. And so Moses sat down on the rock. And then Aaron and Ur. Er held up his arms real high. So take his arms and hold them up real high. Okay, just like that in the story. And as long as Moses kept his arms up, they won the battle. Okay, kids, thank you. You can go down. I've asked, uh, we're going to sing a song at this time as they go down and back to their seats. Joshua was encouraged to be strong. And courageous. But how can we be strong and courageous? Well, I wrote these four words Wednesday morning humility, integrity, and courage. Humility, integrity, and courage. You see, courage is the strength of the heart born out of a life of integrity. Let me be honest with you. Without integrity, you can never truly live. A courageous life. So the question is, how can we be people of integrity? How can I be a person of integrity? A person who lives out my faith. A person of integrity is a person who relies upon the truth. But the truth itself does not form our integrity. Truth informs our integrity. You see, it's not enough simply to know God's Word. We must be obedient to God's Word. You see, it's when we're obedient to God's Word. When we come to this place where we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, where we acknowledge He is God and we are not. Where we humble ourselves before God and we are obedient to His Word, That we grow in integrity. And as we grow in integrity, we will find courage. Courage to take a stand for that which is right and holy and just in life. Over time, Joshua began to rise in prominence. And eventually, he became Moses' assistant. Which really was kind of a big deal. There were 12 tribes. There were a lot of men who could have possibly been that person, that assistant to Moses. But Joshua was his assistant. We find him there going up the mountain with Moses when Moses received the Ten Commandments. And Joshua was there on this devastating day, this day where Moses chose 12 people, 12 spies, and he sent them out. And they came back and they gave their report. And ten gave a negative report. And two gave a positive report. They all first came back and gave a positive report. It it said very basically, 
this land, this promised land that God has promised to us, it is amazing. It's unbelievable all that God has for us in this promised land. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's, it's unreal. All that we saw, the fruits in this land. What God has for us is amazing. But then they started saying, but, but we can't do this. We can't have it. We can't go there. And, of course, the people asked, well, why? Why, why can't we go there? Well, they responded, these ten spies. We can't go there because the land is filled with mean and angry and big people. They have lots of strength. They have all these chariots and weapons. And they outnumber us. The ten spies came back with this negative report saying it is impossible for us. But two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, no, we can do this. With God's help, we can do this. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but God has promised to be with us. God has promised to provide for us. God will give us the strength. And God will prevail. Well on that day. Moses and the rest of the Israelites. Sided with the ten. And fear won out. On that day. So the Israelites. Wandered then in the desert. For 40 years. Now this is important. Because I think that. Every time we come to these faith filled moments in life. Where God asks us to do something big or something small for him. Something that sometimes we feel like it's bigger than us or maybe it's bigger than our abilities, our talents, our resources. Something requires from us more grace, more love than we feel like we can muster in our own strength. I'm afraid that far too often we begin to make excuses and like the spies. We fail to seize the opportunities that are given to us. And we find ourselves hiding in our insecurities. We say things like, I do not have the talent to do this. I don't have the resources to do this. I am not smart enough or strong enough. Have you said these things to yourself in your self-talk? I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I don't have the talent or the resources. Or I have too many failures in my past. God can't use me. And we retreat into our insecurities. For some of you in that faith-filled moment, you retreat to fear. That was the case with the Israelites. They were retreating in fear. They came to this faith-filled moment, and they panicked. And most of us can relate, because when we come to faith-filled moments, moments like these, divine opportunities, we often begin to spin off all the worst-case scenarios. We think about all the things that could go wrong. We hide behind our fears. I remember making dare-to-care calls long time ago where we would knock on doors and it would be dark. And, and I would always have these excuses before I would get to the door. And we fail and we miss the opportunities that are there. 
But every time I would go, I was always grateful that I did. For many of us, when we get to this faith-filled moment, we procrastinate. We run and hide behind the word someday. So we say, someday I'm going to apply for a new job. Or someday I will trust God with my finances and I will begin to start to tithe. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put God first in all things. I'm going to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and just trust him for all the rest. Someday we're going to start working on our marriage. What is your hiding place? Is it fear? Is it insecurity? Is it procrastination? What is your hiding place that you tend to go to when God approaches you with this kind of faith-filled moments? For 40 years, Joshua had to endure the mistake of the faithless people around him. And it's important for us to note on this day of baby dedication, this baby dedication Sunday, that their lack of faith on the part of the people of Israel impacted an entire generation. So just think about this for a moment. When you choose not to live a life of faith, when you shrink back from the things of God, from the purpose of God, from all that God has for you, when you compromise, you're impacting the world of those around you. You impact your spouse. You impact your children. Dads, think about this for a minute. When you don't trust God, it not only impacts you, but it impacts those around you. The generations to come that will follow you. In the same way, when you live a life of faith, a life of humility, that seeks to put God first in all things, we find that humility leads to integrity, and integrity leads to courage. Have you found that true in your life? Then when you humble yourself before God, when you realize that He is God and, and you are not, when you're honest with yourself and you put Him first and you seek first the kingdom of God, you see, it's a lot easier to live a life of honesty and integrity than it is to live a life where you constantly have to remember the lie that you told the week before. It's hard to be a person of an integrity Without humility. But when we recognize our need of God, when we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, and when we're obedient to His truth, we grow in integrity. And as we grow in integrity, we will find courage. Go back with me to Joshua chapter 1. And the Lord said to Joshua, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua leads the people across the Jordan River. And they come to the Jordan River. And they have to cross over to to get to that life that God has promised for them. Joshua chapter 3, verse 15. Now the Jordan is at flood stage, all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan, and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped 
flowing. It's interesting to note that the big moves of God are almost always preceded by obedience. The big moves of God are almost always preceded by obedience. Obedience to the small things. You see, when we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, when we humble ourselves, we acknowledge that He is God and we are not, and we are obedient to His truth, when we step into the water, He guides us and He directs us. Now, this is important for some of you because some of you want God to move in your life in some big way. You want God to move in a big way in your marriage. You want God to move in a big way in your relationship. You want God to do a miracle in your finances. You want God to swoop down to save you from the mediocrity of your career. You're looking for God to do something really big in your life. But you're not being obedient to Him in the small things. Today, I want to encourage you to step into the water. To make that appointment for marital counseling. To attend the love and respect sessions on Sunday nights. To step into the water with your finances and begin applying the biblical principles taught in God's Word. Maybe you want to attend financial peace and to learn a little bit more what it means to put God first in your finances. Or strengthen your prayer life by attending Coming to the prayer room and praying throughout the week or attending Wednesday night Bible study or the Tuesday morning prayer meetings or the Friday morning prayer meetings or, or meeting with Robin Anglin who is organizing a uh, workshop in Toledo. I, she's not organized, but she's organizing a trip to it. There are a lot of ways to strengthen your faith in these days. Step into the water. You see... Joshua was encouraged to be strong and courageous. Yesterday I watched the movie Courageous. It's the first time I've seen the movie. I changed my whole message because of this resolution that I heard. And I I adapted the resolution for all of us. And I want to challenge you with these words. The resolution is to be strong and courageous it's a lot of I wills and I have a question for you will you will you be strong and courageous will you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and allow him to lift you up will you be that person of integrity that God intends for you to be will you take courage To be the man or the woman of God that God is calling you to be. Here's the resolution. I will take full responsibility for my attitudes, my thoughts, and my action. Will you? As a parent, I will love and protect my spouse and my children. I will not abdicate my authority to anyone else, including the church. And I will teach them the word of God as a spiritual leader of our or my home. As a child, I will endeavor to love, honor, and respect my parents unto the Lord. As a parent, I will bless my children and teach them to love God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their strength. Will you do these things? As a parent, I will train my children to honor 
authority and to live responsibly. I will faithfully, I will live, I will be faithful to my spouse to love her and respect him. As a husband, I will be willing to lay down my life for my wife as Jesus Christ did for me. I will confront evil, pursue justice and love and mercy. I will pray for others and treat them with kindness and respect and compassion. I will forgive those who have wronged me and I will reconcile with those who I have wronged. I will learn from my mistakes. I will repent of my sins. I will walk in integrity as a person answerable to God. I will seek to honor God, to be faithful to the church, to obey his word and to do his will. I will courageously work with the strength God provides to fulfill the great commandment and the great commission. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Would you stand with me? I have a question for you this morning. Are you willing to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord? Allow Him to lift you up? Are you willing to be a person of humility and say, I want to acknowledge that I am not God, that God is God. I want to be obedient to His truth and I want to live a life of integrity. And I want to have courage. Joshua was encouraged to be strong and courageous. I want to encourage you today to be strong and courageous. Would you sing that chorus with me?